The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. scary so not only did i wake up in a pool of vomit i woke up in piss piss you say yeah yeah turned out it was my piss too because i thought maybe you were like you did a little joke where you peed on my crotch when i was asleep well i mean can it be both i i don't know i've never pissed myself before like that i was so Uh, fucking drunk uh, 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 i don't think you can say that anymore i think you may have well, never is a, that's a strong word. It, it is. I, well, but I mean, I, it's been since I was like a wee toddler, since I pissed myself like that. Well, all I can say is uh, the remnants that I found was a, a smeared trail of human vomit. Yeah. Leading, leading from a, a certain point on the carpet to a certain point in the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, just wet stains everywhere everywhere oh, there was so much wet stains so that uh, what greg and i are talking about right now is that that was my last night in buffalo new york his last I actually, wet soggy night a very wet and soggy night it was wet it was wild uh it was it was emotional there was a lot going on there was a shopping cart involved it was my last night in buffalo and i just want to say thank you dude for giving me that send-off oh of course man it was a great fucking time there was uh, there were sex, drugs, violence. There was uh, a lot of violence. Yeah, so, I, rock Greg and roll and I, evening. Greg and I didn't even say goodbye to each other. We ended up fist fighting. We said we goodbye with our fists like men. Yeah, we did. And then I threw up everywhere in his tattoo shop. Yeah, I, I punched the vomit right out of him. It turns out I, you might have actually. I, I think I know what made me throw up. Um, I'm just that alcohol. powerful. Oh yeah, no, you know what? It probably was the alcohol. It was probably the alcohol. Also, mm-hmm. you um, you're deceivingly very heavy. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, like I remember, there was a couple points where I was, I had my, I had my my arms gripped around your waist, and I was trying to lift you off the floor, and you wouldn't but budge, and I could deadlift three twenty five. Well, you know, I seem to recall a, a certain math teacher from my high school days uh, referring to me as dense. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be here. Hey. I'll be here all night hey, hey we got jokes we got jokes yeah we're good yeah, so, so that was my last night in buffalo and i drove to my hometown of erie pennsylvania for a last night there and i stopped at this uh place which would be i i, I think it was kind of like a porky's type place in layman's terms a whorehouse I think it was yeah. no, no, not a whorehouse. It was a, uh, it was just a, a strip club. Yeah, but it okay. was awesome. They have like a volleyball courts so where you could go outside and play volleyball with the with the strippers. Yeah, uh, there was a cop car. Like there's a cop car inside the place, and they cuff you. The girls put on like that the the Rob Halford fucking gimmick, and they they cuff you. They take you into the cop car, and they they frisk you. Hey now, hey now, do You're a full a uh, full cavity search. Yeah, but so the one thing that uh, we you did... Pay a little extra and they just beat the shit out of you and leave you on the pavement? I don't think you have to pay for that. I think they want to. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, they just they just beat the holy shit out of you. Yeah, just, they fuck you up and then uh, tell you that you were resisting. D- yes, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there that's, is also... That's sexy to me. 
That is hot. <laughs> I oh, also, we should probably give the disclaimer. Um, by now, you've all probably noticed that we our audio sounds like full-on dog shit. Yeah, but don't we're on a Zoom call. Don't worry. It's going to be different soon. We're going to get the proper equipment. It's going to sound fucking wonderful. We're working on hear- it. And we're going to yeah, resolve gonna- this at our usual pace. So uh, expect improvements sometime next Ooh. year. I'm going to say for the next mayhem at month that we have. Yeah, it's a, uh, hmm. I don't know if we should say this, but yeah, we're going to sound like dog shit for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like that. Yeah, we're professionals. Yeah. Uh, so the one room that they had at this establishment mm-hmm. in Erie, Pennsylvania, mind you, of all places, it, uh, was a shower room. It's been referred girls- to as the Erie of Pennsylvania, yes. Yes, yes, the area of Pennsylvania. So the shower room, the girls will go in there with their toys and stuff like that. And there's a glass wall and you sit on the other side and you have a dry erase board and you basically direct your own porno. Well, you know me and butt stuff, dude. I had uh, it was <laughs> all this, too well. Uh, there was this a lovely lady, Sapphire, and this incredibly sexy little number who was just absolutely adorable. Ivy. I. Uh, and they, uh, I, oh, Ivy. Ivy. That sounds like a girl's name. Yes, poison ivy. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. So, Continue. <laughs> so on the dry erase board, I it was towards the end, and I held it up. I wrote anal tug of war. And that's and, the, that's a creativity that I've always loved about you. You know what? These girls delivered. They were very enthusiastic. They took a very long uh, anal bead rope. Please explain this in detail. I want to know okay, every so, every last sound. So they're in this. They're in this shower, right? Titillate all of my senses with this story, please. Yes, yes. Do Do you have snacks? Because uh, you're going to get hungry. <laughs> do I? Um, so Sapphire gets I'm actually, down on her. I'm heavier than I appear. <laughs> very, very dense gregory Thank uh, you. so uh sapphire drops down to her knees and she turns ivy around spreads her ass cheeks open and one bead at a time thumbs it in her ass her perfect little ass and then uh she gets up and she starts summoning the beads in her ass so these two are ass to ass right now with about a foot of beads in between each other and they're clenching really tight and they're going full tug of war were there was there was there a crowd of asian businessmen spectating this whole scenario if by me and my friend john then yes okay John spelled like J O N. Wait, how do you spell Asian John? The J is silent, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're pulling, and it's like it starts getting really intense, right? Like they're dropping on like they're 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 on all fours, and they're pulling as hard as they can. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the buzzer goes off, the bell rings, and it's like, okay, the dance is over. So Ivy loosened her sphincter. And that's where Sapphire ripped the anal beads out of her ass, shooting shit all over the fucking wall. Jesus Christ. It was like uh, Johnny Knoxville in Bad uh, Bad Grandpa. When like, they're, they're, it's like John and Kate plus eight, but the, the eight are anal beads. Yes. Uh, and just like John and Kate plus eight, there was shit. Yeah, the reason for divorce was feces. It's, it's the same story. 
I think John and Kate, uh, they actually did the same thing, but with their kids. They oh, actually, I, we're going to stop there. That's it. <laughs> it's like uh, I can't. Disclaimer. 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 Oh, uh, God. Delete, delete. Damn, that scare uh, does not believe any of the lies about John and Kate having a, uh, a fecal <laughs> divorce. By the way, hi, everybody. We're damn that scary. Damn that scary. We're coming at you from two different parts of the fucking country now. It's, uh, you're where? In Nevada? I'm in Reno, Nevada, baby. Yeah. Prostitution is legal out here. Home of the anal bead. That's, um, no, that's actually Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm still here in warm, cozy, uh, North Tonawanda. Yeah, so I drove, after that, I drove 2,500 miles out here to my destination, and I uh, I don't have any good road stories. Well, it took you like a month and a half, so I I mean, what did you do? Like 20 minutes each day? <laughs> it's like the way I, when I get, uh, when you would give me the tattoos, I would have to tap out, take breaks every 20 minutes. Yeah, well, you're just, you're just telling the dog, hey, we're almost done. <laughs> Well, I'm a big, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big uh, 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 connoisseur of gas station food, and, and uh, this was a week ago when I moved out here, and I still haven't shit yet. Wait, what? I the, haven't shit yet. I ate so much shitty gas station food. It's those Seven Eleven uh, cheese logs. Ah, uh, the ones that are on the rollers. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's it's like rubber cement in your colon. Oh man, but when I open up that floodgate, that uh wait a minute. I think I, I know why. I think I know why. Oh an anal bead in my ass. I do not envy you or your neighbors, my friend. No. Uh, anyways, dude, Greg, I miss you so much, man. I wish I could hug you and touch you and smell you and and caress you in person, but this is how it's gonna be now, dude. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna be doing things uh through the internet for a little bit. This is it, man. This is the future. <laughs> so anyone who doesn't like the way that this sounds, you can probably just uh, tune in next week. Yeah, when we actually get <laughs> good microphones. We're working on uh, it. We're, we've, we've got you guys in mind. We've got the listeners in mind. But uh, you know how it is. But uh, anyway, at the same time, though, they don't have to listen to us. I'll still fucking do this every week. You want to get just, right into the news? What do you got? You got any? No, uh, I want to get right into this right now, dude. Uh, okay. I just want to tell everybody to watch blood rage this month that's news to me what is blood rage blood rage is a phenomenal uh horror obviously it's horror it's a thanksgiving horror film uh i think it came out in like 83 or so it had like five different fucking titles at one point is it about Uh, vampires no it's about these twins uh one of them's evil oh and it takes place on Thanksgiving. It's phenomenal. I just, I implore everybody. It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. I know everybody likes to watch Thanksgiving. I was which, just going to say, so is this Thanksgiving, but with two turkeys? Would, gobble, I, gobble, I, motherfucker. I, I would like that. No, I, really I absolutely, that. I do love Thanksgiving. It's fun, but everyone has to go back and watch this fucking classic Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yeah, so let's fuck it, man. Let's get to the fucking news, dude. Okay, what do you got? All right, first things first, Train to Busan, phenomenal Korean zombie flick, is getting a American remake, which is I, so fucking unnecessary. I'm not sure I really enjoy that. Uh, I've, the sequel is fantastic. Uh, the, I have I, I haven't, to watch it. I haven't seen the animated uh, supplement to that. There is a, there's like an anime, Train to Busan. Um, but the, the first one 
is amazing. Anyone who hasn't seen the first Train to Busan, check it out immediately. Uh, you'll Isn't laugh, it? you'll cry, you'll get your zombie violence. Um, if you like Snowpiercer, there's also a train in this one. Uh, straight up five <laughs> out of five. But yeah, the second one is like... a very, uh, very different tone. So don't expect the two to be on the same wavelength. Uh, part two is just balls to the wall, action, B-movie ridiculousness. And Which I love. It's good at what it does, you know, so check that out too. And that one's called Peninsula, right? Yes, and that is equally a five out of five film, in my opinion. Um, like I said, I can't really, uh, can't really speak for the animated uh, Train to Busan, but uh, huh. I would imagine this, this seems to be a franchise that, you know, has a high bar as far as quality. So you're probably, probably uh, all right, just checking them all out. But not that American remake, because that's always bullshit. Yeah, it is. So it's apparently the same guy that's doing this is going to be the directing it. Spike Lee. Uh, I, I, I wish. <laughs> Fuck, it's, I wish, man. He, actually... he knocked Old Boy out of the park, so why not do this one? Oh, I love Old Boy. Uh, well, this is uh, the same guy that's remaking Steven Seagal's Under Siege. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you know that? I didn't. This is news to me. Yeah, man. Under There's going to be an Under Siege remake. remake. Who's playing, yeah. uh, who's playing the part of Monsieur Seagal? Uh, Jake Busey. Oh, that could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, could, that could be watchable. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, he, he has a good track record, apparently. Uh, apparently, he's a hell of a director, uh, but I don't, I'm not really too familiar with his work. Uh, Timo Tajanto. Uh, what else has he done? I don't, I don't know, Greg. I'm sorry. Train to Busan Part Two, because that would make make me look like an asshole. That would that would really bring things all full circle if he just did the sequel to Train to Busan. I would like that. The name of this movie is The Last Train to New York, which I don't know why, but to me that sounds like a fucking Woody Allen movie. It kind of does, actually. Right? It sounds like there's going to be some some awkward uh, awkward humor. What's the word that that uh, we use for that? Uh, a lot of corky. There's gonna be some fetching. There's gonna be some fetching. <laughs> oh, I just got. I gotta get on the train to New York. Oh no! Oh, why are they nibbling at my feet? Oh! Oh, I dropped my glasses on the third rail. Oh, I'm just so charmingly befuddled. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, Woody Allen. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, Suni. What was that? What was his uh, his daughter's daughter's name that he was fucking? Oh, his his. Asian child concubine? Uh, yeah, the one that he groomed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the actual name, but... Um... Well, she's going to be in this movie. Uh, so this is... Uh, the Last Train to New York is being developed by New Line and produced by none other than James Wan because he has his dick in everything. Okay. I, I enjoy a good James Wan outing. Yeah. You know, for, for what it's worth. I prefer uh, that he didn't actually have have to have his dick in me for me to uh, watch it. But, you know, if that's prerequisite to the whole deal, why not? I gave up on uh, I gave up on James Wan when I watched Lights Out, which was that very good short movie that was on YouTube of just a girl turning the light off. And there was a, a silhouette turning on silhouette was gone. I actually really enjoyed that. Wait, the movie or the short? The short. I never, I never saw the full film, but the short. Oh, the full features there. It's absolutely terrible. Really? No, it's awful. That short was a, I mean, an easy five out of five. 
yeah no no that short's great dude uh i recommend it to anyone who's looking for a, a movie that involves very little uh lighting yeah yeah <laughs> there right. you go yeah um, uh, did you by any chance check out ghostbusters the new one yeah i did you did no but it was it was actually it's it's what everybody's saying about it it holds up it's fantastic uh quality effects quality mood uh it, it's got a, a solid um well i mean you know the whole it vibe the whole yeah. uh stand by me vibe that all these films are going for nowadays with group of kids on bikes oh it's yeah a, yeah that's that's the new thing now. it's a stranger things um if you loved stranger things you're probably going to feel uh, pretty good about this ghostbusters all right does that sure. make sense that makes actually that makes perfect sense man that's all we have now is like uh kids on bikes uh, kids on bikes man kids on bikes solving crimes solving mysteries and going to sewers and, and busting ghosts hey you know what man but Boston does make me feel good because apparently this racked in 40 million dollars during its opening weekend and it was rightfully so in my the opinion. expectations were 30 million so they they crushed it yeah i mean it was it was great it was great i recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it yet pump those numbers higher if Boston makes oh, you feel you know, good you need to see this movie Boston makes us all feel good i tell you what yes yeah, so i think uh i so when i moved out here to reno i uh, i know our listeners don't really know this but my dad lives here that's one of the reasons why i came out here uh i'm gonna take him to go see ghostbusters this week a nice father-son outing i think he'd enjoy that yeah you can I tell him so i said too. so tell, I will. Your, tell your dad you guys uh you can enjoy busting together um it's a real father-son ordeal like back to back yeah yeah, uh, preferably. Yeah. All right. All right. Definitely this, back to back. That's what or, you do at the cabin. Or or sitting side by side, but looking straight forward. Okay, so no eye contact, right? Oh, absolutely not. Not with your father. Oh no. No. Bad idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are certain instances where busting does not make you feel good, and one of them is when your father is staring directly at you. No, no, that's you're, no, that's not a good time, man. See, this this new Ghostbusters movie could easily be a five out of five experience for you, or it could be a quick one out of five. So I'll I'll see you in therapy, my friend. Avert your eyes, my friend. Avert your eyes. I so you can now turn your ashes into a fucking bath bomb. I love that because I'm a man who enjoys a solid tubby, and I know you are too, my friend. Oh, well, I upgraded tubbies. Now I have a hot tub. Yeah, you son of a bitch. And I have to say, I am fucking jealous. You sent me some uh, some snaps, some revealing snaps, I will add. Oh, I was naked. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, nothing new. But uh, right. I uh, I saw that you're you're currently riding the Cadillac of tubs. Well, I'm over oh, here in my fucking... Yeah, my uh, friend. I'm over here in my Pinto. Hey, that's why you got to come out here and chill in this tub with me and get a good soaking. I will say that the tubby is uh tubby's all in the soul. Tubby's sacred. Yes. All right. So this, it's actually a biodegradable urn. It's a, a UK company. Uh, they started this business called urns for ashes. Yes. And it's, it looks just like a fucking bath bomb, but it's meant right. to drop uh, your loved one's ashes into the sea. If we all know about ashes, it's that uh, 
I say, like, uh, take the Big Lebowski, for example. When Donnie died and Steve Buscemi, they popped open that uh, sank, that can of Sanka, went to dump them out. and asked the, uh, the coffee can from Ralph's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is actually a great concept. So you I love to deal it. with get, getting ashes anywhere. Drop it in the... Uh, Ocean, drop it in the ocean, pond. drop it in the sea, stream it in your bathtub. Yeah. They mix your grandma up with a little bit of Epsom salts, uh, maybe a little bit of CVD and some lavender scent and make her full on dissolvable in any fluid. I Let me emphasize. I love any nice fluid. Yeah. That's called the lavender grandma, right? Yeah. Doesn't have to be the ocean. Doesn't have to be a pond. Doesn't have to be a tub. Any fluid any fluid dissolve your family members into it that's what this company is offering that's exactly what you can do with this Uh, (laughs) yeah so uh it's it's i'm down i'm gonna put that in my will immediately well you were talking about because we spoke about this earlier and you were talking about like you uh you want to be one of those fucking trees right yes see my my plan has always been when i die i'm gonna put in my will that i would like to be buried uh with a bunch of, uh, let's just say apple seeds. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. Some kind of fruit seeds implanted within my rib cage. Uh, okay. so, that, so that a large fruit tree will spring forth <laughs> using my, my corpse as nourishment. <laughs> and then stipulated uh, very specifically in my will is that all surviving family members must eat from this tree. Just to Can ensure... I? that they're going to be in therapy uh, at least at some point in their lives, having eaten uh, just a small part of their weird, creepy uh, uncle, brother, uh, whatever the relation may be. <laughs> really, the, the, the whole point is just to, uh, just to let people know that I'm, I'm still just kind of fucked up from beyond the grave. I like it. <laughs> that's but, what I'm know, going I, for. I do like the concept of uh, people being turned into trees because that's how you get a fucking haunted forest. And I'm all about yeah. that shit. I'd be that's really like happy little... if that tree grew to have just some kind of like human faced snarl in the trunk. I mean, you know, take it or leave it. Wishful thinking. Maybe <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting the, I'm just putting the, the juju out there into the atmosphere. Uh, let's, let's get that tree to have just a little bit of a, like a snarling face on it, on the trunk. I like that too. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, did you watch anything good this week? I did. I actually got into Tiger King, which is, uh, it's debatable whether or not that's, uh, you know, a horror series, but certain scary elements to it. I'd say there's tigers. If you're a a tiger, chances are it's horror. Well, yeah, there's that. Or if you're a human being tending tigers, um, I think there's at least one person who lost a limb. We've all seen the, the the first season, right? Of course. We've all been through quarantine. We've all been through 2020 COVID nonsense. Uh, yeah. Part two is out. Check it out. From what I've seen, it's fucking great. Just as good as the first. Um, if you love Joe Exotic, which you probably shouldn't, he's not a hero. You may have missed the point if you if you think he's the uh, like the protagonist. But he is a very compelling character, I will say. Is Carol Baskin in this? Um, so far, I haven't seen any direct interviews from her, but I haven't watched the whole series. Uh, but there is much mention of her. I know she was very upset. Uh, they, she didn't realize, her and her husband didn't realize that they were going to turn it like 
oh, she killed her husband, which she totally fucking did, man. Well, I don't want to give too much away. Like I said, I haven't seen all of it, but I've I've seen a couple episodes. There's some twists. There's some turns. It, it goes in some directions that you may not expect. So if you like methed out, gun-toting uh, homosexuals from, what is it, Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's currently incarcerated, but he does he does quite a few interviews from his jail cell. Like, I imagine Joe phone. probably having the time of his life in prison, just sucking dick left and right. Oh, yeah, there's penis coming at him from every direction. That is, every that is, direction. That is paradise for a man like him, I'm sure. Uh, and, you know, to each their own. Some of us thrive in prison. Some of us, uh, you know, never want to go there because of the penis pincushion that you might become. Uh, I walked next to Oz. I will say, from the uh, from the shots that he is shown in on the phone doing the interviews, there is a twinkle in his eye, and uh, there's a spring in his mullet. That twinkle so, in his eye is cum. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by spring in his mullet, I also meant cum. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in the semen of other prisoners, uh, but he does seem to be enjoying it, so... Good for him. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. And I, so far, like like I said, from what I've seen, I'd recommend it to anyone who was a fan of the first season. Well, we all are fans. Uh, so, with your permission, we can get right back to the actual uh, horror-related stuff. Now, before we get into the movie of the week, which of course it's Cannibal Month here at Damn That Scary Man Eater Month. Man Eater, whoa, here she comes. Woo! I know we're not allowed to sing anymore. Uh, uh, before we get into that, there's something that I kind of brushed over, and uh, I'm sorry I did that, but Larry Cohen's director's cut of this stuff, which is going to feature 30 extra fucking... Let me say that again. 30 extra fucking minutes of footage. That's a lot of stuff. Dude, that's so much stuff. Uh, is going to be coming out on Blu-ray. Dude, 30 minutes. That's like that's another like quarter of the movie. Yeah, uh, let's Holy see. Holy shit. It's actually coming out in theaters over the next few months. I would love to see that. Yeah, this is going to be fantastic. I'm really excited about this. I love this stuff. I love Larry Cohen. I think Larry Cohen made some pretty phenomenal movies. I loved uh, him when he went by Lawrence Cohen. <laughs> before he was cool <laughs> but yeah uh, no the stuff is fantastic anyone who hasn't seen the stuff yet uh that's that's kind of a big one that's a staple in your horror journey if you haven't uh haven't made that uh that viewing it's definitely on my list of tattoos to get coincidentally uh the stuff <laughs> was also very present in joe exotic's hair uh face and mouth uh when he was doing interviews from prison <laughs> so a little bit of a crossover there <laughs> just just to cement the segue uh and ensure to our listeners that we are in fact really fucking good at this <laughs> yeah so uh, apparently the 30 extra minutes was found kind of by accident on a 35 millimeter reel so this is really exciting. I love that shit. Like this is just kind of like randomly popping up. So was this, this one found in a in a cave in uh, Eastern Europe? <laughs> oh, you're thinking of uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. How'd that turn out, by the way? Haven't heard anything recent about that. 
that's still they're still working on getting that put together i guess how many eastern european men have died trying to excavate that at this point (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's, it's basically just like event horizon but in a cave it's been months the corpses are piling up and they don't have a whole lot to show for it this is like this is like they're trying to dig up the ark of the covenant and they just can't figure out the puzzle on like one final door <laughs> like they they have to line up the light the beam of light just right so they can get that fucking that uncut version of event horizon but uh they haven't found the right ex-nazi <laughs> specialist to come in and <laughs> give them the correct advice <laughs> we'll get there one day it's just you know it's gonna be just time and manpower uh greg you remember a couple weeks ago when i talked about that uh that i think it was actually last week's episode and i mentioned antlers do i yeah uh that shit fuck movie if you guys missed out you could the, the uh, benicio del toro classic antlers yeah scott cooper and uh guillermo del toro's did you say benicio del toro wait was it guillermo guillermo del toro oh fuck i think last you know what Real quick apology, corner. I think last week we both referred to him as Benicio. It's easy to do. Or at least I did. I probably did too. All right, so that's Guillermo. Guillermo film. Guillermo. Guillermo. Uh, yeah, that'll be coming out in January. Well, uh, fuck. You remember that time I said that we were really good at this? Yeah. Uh, taking it back. Momentarily. Yep, yep that's a Guillermo film. G- Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, so January... Yep. No, and that was totally me. So uh, I, I don't know. I guess are we are we apologizing right now for that? Do you think? Well, do you want to go right into the corner? Yeah, let's go into the corner real quick. Um, all right. Well, uh, what do you got? You want to start it off? I, uh, Benicio, I want to apologize to you uh, for slandering your good name. I. Uh, that you did not make this shit fuck Windigo movie. It was actually your cousin Guillermo uh, who completely botched this. Cousin Guillermo. I don't... Do you think they're related? Do you think they know each other? Of course they are. Have Best you seen friends? it? They look exactly alike. I, I, I get more of a Peter Jackson vibe from uh, Guillermo. But he no, also is a, he's an Adonis. No, you're thinking of George R.R. R. Martin. Oh yeah, well, he's he's right there with him. Yeah. Benicio del Toro is just a he's a swarthy, <laughs> swarthy god of a man. <laughs> so I uh, I'm sorry sorry for mixing that up, I guess. And also, I do want to go back to uh, the opener of the episode and just want to again apologize uh, about the audio on this week's episode to our dear beloved fans. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, also, um. Matt, you're probably going to want to kick in that piano uh, just right about now. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if we, have an, if we can actually do that through Zoom. Uh, yeah, okay. Can you, can you like quietly hum that in the background while I do my, uh, while I do my apology? Right, pull it back just a little bit. Perfect. That sounds perfect to me. Okay. So, quick apology. Um, I'd just like to make a uh, real brief apology to Mr. Edward Furlong. And I feel like this is not the first time I've done this. It certainly won't be the last. Um, we've definitely had some some furlong discretions in the past. And this is just yet another in a long string of problems we're going to have with that gentleman. Um, but this time it's for implying 
that you might possibly be the savior of mankind and that your destiny was to sword fight one Travis Scott in the most sexual of ways and ultimately dominate him for the fate of the universe. Um, I deceived you. I gave you false hopes and I inflated your already lumpy ego unnecessarily. Uh, that was that was cruel of me. We all know that you ain't saving shit. You couldn't even make a decent crow movie, and that bar was pretty fucking low by the time you were invited to, to come aboard on that series. Oh, seriously? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, man? That movie sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. You're 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 the worst crow. The worst crow. All right, all right. Apologizing. Apologizing. Okay. okay so, okay. uh, in conclusion, I'm sorry to fuck with your emotions. Again, it wasn't the first time. It's definitely not going to be the last, but at least for now, uh, I apologize. And I guess just to just to pin on one one final note here, I apologize to Micah for making him do the uh, the piano. No, it's okay. Acapella. It went from uh, our original like our our theme that we have, and somehow I started doing the Jurassic Park theme, and I think it turned into Game of Thrones at one point. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, really makes your throat tickle though. They're kind of not as bobcat impression but oh no that's um that's the stuff oh <laughs> the joe exotic yeah that's uh, that's all the, the stuff you've been swallowing i joe exotic looks like the type of guy that when he comes it's yellow oh yeah you're not kidding it smells like gasoline and nick and like cigarettes yeah 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 you just come nicotine he looks like he'll uh he'll leave a stain on your couch just by sitting down you know yeah, I imagine that's like the same consistency of cum you get if you come while you're like going through chemotherapy. Yeah, it's radioactive. Yeah, just like that song. Yeah, by the Beatles. Yes, them. I think it's Imagine Dragons or something. I don't know. Yes, yeah, my favorite band, Imagine Dragons. Oh, uh, yeah, my favorite too. So, what do we got for this week's feature film? cannibalism month the man-eater month our Man fourth excursion month. into the wrong turn series right yeah of course now and everybody expected us to do like texas chainsaw massacre but you sure as fuck didn't expect it to be next generation well we and did that yeah oh yeah oh, of course they're gonna do wrong turn yeah well you didn't guess that it was also gonna be the best movie in the wrong turn series the fourth wrong one. Turn part four bloody beginnings my man which is also a prequel to the first three uh but comes in just right before number five which i just have to mention is bloodlines yes yeah yes God damn it it is they did it they had God one they um, did it. i don't know if they crossed the revelations line but they definitely had a bloodlines what was that uh uh that one that just came out wrong turn i i the fuck it was yeah we we talked about it six months ago which yes, it was, uh, like my memory my memory does not extend back that far no nah, no nah, you know what that's fine because that movie was fucking terrible anyways you know what the problem is we drink a lot on this show uh, uh yeah yeah we do doesn't really help with the the recollection um no no, what was it called? It was called The Foundation, I think. The Foundation. It should have been called The Revelations. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, we'll save that for the next one. That would have yeah, been better. 
Uh, and then, of course, after wrong turn five, we had wrong turn six, last resort, which mm -hmm. I think I mentioned to you before that they actually used missing people posters, like actual people that were missing. That's the one where you go into the theater and all of the ushers insult you. <laughs> oh shit yeah, yeah so let's let's go back to 2011 uh directed by declan o'brien my favorite declan the movie had a two million dollar budget and boy god did this movie fucking deliver uh yeah for two million it looked pretty fucking good i have to say yes it really did dude uh, I I love this movie, but without any further ado, Greg, why don't you give us a ragtag group of characters, my man? You want to talk about some cast? I've got some cast for you. We're going to start off with Dr. Ryan. Yeah. This is a pretty minor one. I, I probably, and when I was writing this out, I was kind of like, maybe I shouldn't even start off with this asshole, but he does, uh, he plays a pretty important role for the first maybe minute of the movie. He totally does. And also he resembles Arcade, the character from Marvel. I was going to say that because I know a lot about Marvel. So this yeah. is Dr. Ryan. He is an overacting exposition factory. He is a needlessly intense speaker. He's a torture victim and an eventual torso heap. For those of you, <laughs> for those of you who, in love, who love the Simpsons like, uh, like I do. Uh, and then next up, we have uh, Kenia, Kenia. However the fuck you say that. Um, she's one of our main cast. This is, this is once we skip forward into the, the present day. Yeah. Um, she's a natural leader, a neurotic buzzkill, a logical, reasonable person, probably a feminist, and definitely a vegan. She is such a buzzkill. Right? Like a, like oh a vegan-level buzzkill. Um, so yes. then we have Sarah, who is a bold, confident, and sexual african-american lesbian she is athletic and proud and not afraid to scissor in a sanatorium she will eat your pussy yeah yeah she's big on that uh which leads us right to bridget who is a vaguely asian lesbian life partner of sarah yep. she's a disloyal friend a backstabber and kind of a total bitch oh absolutely yeah We'll we'll talk about that when we get there, but uh, not not a not a great friend, I have to say. No, no. you don't so, want to be. Here. Nah, you don't. You don't want to be trapped in a sanatorium with this this girl. Uh, right. And then we have Vincent, who is an adventurous pervert, a jokester, a misogynist, an attention whore, a lesbian enthusiast, and a pincushion. Yes, yes, he certainly is. Much like Joe Exotic in prison, he is a pincushion. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> next we have Jenna, who I have to say is a hot exhibitionist, a devoted girlfriend to Vincent, easily confused, but very comfortable with her body, which I think we all are by the end of this film. I'm pretty sure this girl popped up in Supernatural at some point. Yeah, uh, season 11, I think it was. Uh, season 32 you're thinking of yeah yeah definitely in supernatural uh one of the big ones um so then we have kyle who is a dumbass a bonehead a man with a poor sense of direction a fire starter an alcoholic and a man who actually handles trauma surprisingly well i have to say i yeah he really did and honestly kyle is my favorite part of the movie cool under pressure like we all are sometimes yeah so then we've got daniel who 
I don't want to say he was my favorite character, but he was one of the most entertaining characters in this film. He's a whiny pussy, a total dork, <laughs> a hot dog pusher, a techie, a problem solver, a gentleman scholar, and a male bitch. Uh, he also was in the last season of Supernatural. Yeah, the uh, the 11th season. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 15. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that leads us very neatly into Lauren, who is Daniel's disappointed girlfriend. She yeah. is a strong skier, a hillbilly history buff, and probably owns a lot of vibrators. Probably. Yeah. Probably, As, definitely. And uh, I love the partner you, of Daniel. I love that you mentioned the strong skier comment there. That's, uh, we will talk about that when it comes. Yeah. Topical, right? Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I, I put a little thought into these sometimes. Yep. Topical um, like cream. <laughs> so then we've got uh, Claire, who she, there's really not a whole lot to her. She's blonde. She is the nagging love interest of Kyle, a pothead, but still somehow boring, which I think was a little bit of a, I don't know, an anomaly. Um, And she is also, and here's where, this is the clever part. She is prone to losing her head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're clever here. We're clever here at DTS. We are. And uh, that's kind of our, that's our main cast of disposable teenagers. Uh, but then, of course, the the roster you've all been waiting for. Let's talk about the boys. Our cannibals. We have Three Finger. Yeah. Who we all know as the small, wispy cannibal. He wears overalls. He wields an axe. He is prone to maniacal laughter and notably cannot count to ten. There's also something very important that you have to know about Three Fingers. The fingers are his penises. He's also played by Vincent. Oh. Yep. So they couldn't get like another <laughs> actor. They had to have him twice. And uh, so that's why they, uh, they never appeared in the same scene. Exactly. And that's uh, why they, they killed Vincent like right away. Beautiful. That's problem solving. If you ask me. Yeah, so you know, budget of 2 million. Why spend money on another actor when you could just double up? Yep. So then we've got one eye who is. He's a driller killer. He's a pig snorter, a snowmobile master, and a man with no depth perception. And what I was really good at snowmobiling. For a time, yeah. Yeah. I think it was the lack of depth perception that ultimately did him in, though. I think you're right. You know, right, right, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. We, we all saw that. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> there, last but not least, we have Sawtooth, who he's the big guy. He's a biter. He's a body carver upper, a head thrower, a barbed wire strangler, and a passionate lover. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, good old Sawtooth is also uh, the orderly from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Might be my favorite of the three. I'm not really sure. I don't, I'm not sure I have a favorite, but, you know, Sawtooth, is the, he's the big one. I'm a big fan of Three Fingers. Okay. Is it because Always- he's so waifish? It's because he's got that crow beak thing going on, which he didn't really have in this one. You know what it is? His face kind of looks like a, a subtle version of uh, the Beetlejuice face. Uh, I'm glad, when, I'm glad you know what I mean? That, that's exactly what I was thinking, dude. Yeah, it's because the eyes kind of stretch a little bit. The nose comes out. 
Um, it's when, uh, what's his name? Adam puts his hand through the back of his head and pulls his nose out. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, ball. Yeah, the Later. the most the most murderous Baldwin. So <laughs> that's really my favorite. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Greg. I think surprisingly, he is not the most murderous Baldwin. Well, when you're thinking of the Baldwins, you've got you've got the killer, the stoner, uh, the loser, and Adam. Who's the one that? Who's the, like... who's the last Baldwin? Who's the one that was in Vampires? I think that was Billy. There it is. He's but he, killed. But he went by he William in that one. Hookers. But there's a, there's an even lesser Baldwin than Billy, though, isn't there? I think his name's yeah. like Angus or something. Oh, good old Angus. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Ang- Angus Baldwin. Um, I think he filled in uh, on guitar for ACDC at, at one point. Oh, totally. Yeah, but he wasn't very good, so they fired him almost immediately. Uh, and then last but not least, I have to say, before we end our whole roster of characters, is Porter. Which one was Porter? He is a corpse. Okay. That's all I got. All right. He's, he's a, he plays a body. I like Porter. I don't. No? No, he didn't, he, he, he didn't do anything. Well, he was there. You know, he did show up. They were all waiting for him. He did show up, uh, but he didn't show up alive. And that's a problem sometimes when you're, when you're trying to have a party in a cabin. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck you, Porter. Buzzkill. Yeah, what the fuck, Porter? <laughs> so that's our, that's our cast of characters. And we are uh, setting the scene in Glenville Sanatorium, West Virginia, 1974. Which is apparently in the middle of fucking nowhere, too. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, is this like in a mountain? Yeah, sure. And I love the way it starts off right away. Appalachia. I, I like how the movie shot right away. It has that uh, that subtle shaky cam with uh, that's something the other movies didn't have before this. I agree. Uh, it had a great start. The music is phenomenal. Uh, and immediately we have, uh, well, let's see, we have our, our doctor. Dr. Ryan. Dr. Ryan and uh, uh, I'm going to call her Dr. Babbage. I just called her nurse. Oh, hello, nurse. Yeah, I didn't really catch her name. I don't know if anybody said her name. There's a great jump scare right away where they're walking down a hallway and you just see an arm reach out uh, from one of the cells and grab that bitch by her fucking hair like it was easy. Yeah, they are, they're walking side by side visiting uh, the, like the dangerous patient ward or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it looks a lot like a prison. This is a sanatorium, which is different from a sanitarium. Uh, two different facilities. Uh, they they actually do make a a point of uh, defining the difference at some point. Yeah, um, I believe a sanatorium is more like a prison for the mentally insane, where a sanitarium is more of a hospital. Yeah, the sanatorium is that these people are never going to be in society ever, and you know it would be like frowned upon if we just kill them right so um i guess i mean i mean i was calling her nurse i don't know what her actually title is but uh she takes a momentary wrong turn and as you said gets grabbed by a pervert did you Uh, say she took a wrong turn did i i think you did i think i might have mentioned the titular line (laughs) Um, but more importantly uh while she's being grabbed her pin is stolen yeah, Bobby Pin. She is okay. Uh, she she is released from this man's grasp, 
but he was uh, able to steal a pin from her. Which yep. I feel like they would frisk that shit. They would take that off of her on her way in if she was going into a like a, a ward for the mentally insane, but they didn't. It was the 70s. They didn't care about that shit then. Anything went back then. I think all the, the guards and all the doctors, they're probably all on acid anyway. Oh, you just think of it. This is in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. You think this place was regulated? Nah, probably not. I imagine there was a lot of rape going on. I yeah, beating the prisoners. I think, uh, you know, the, the doctors would just get drunk and make all the crazies play musical chairs with each other. Well, and the losers are going to go get shock treatment. That's probably true. But anyway, they meet the uh, the Hilliker brothers, which are yeah. our main three boys. These are dangerous inbred kids who look scary and speak in grunts. Yeah, uh, we get introduced to Three Fingers, who's chewing his own fucking hand off. And One Eye, who's chewing his own eye off. And then uh, Sawtooth, who sawed his teeth down to make Sawed his own teeth off. Yeah, and then um, she's just like, oh, what did that hurt? I mean, like, that's got to hurt really bad. Yeah, she's kind of an idiot. Um, and that's where the doctor starts talking about they have a congenital disease uh, where they can't feel pain. It's very rare, but apparently these three brothers have it. And, and they speak caused, in their own language, which is primarily just grunts and hand jobs. Just like the way you and I do. Are we, are we Appalachian cannibals? Inbred Appalachian cannibals. I feel like the evidence is there. I think so. We might have to we have to further explore this uh, through therapy. Yeah, you know it could be the congenital thing uh, through inbreeding, whatever. But I'm just going to say the reason why I can't feel pain is because of my divorce. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> well, I'll paper scissors rock you for who has to cut their fucking fingers off. Uh, I would rather cut my fingers off than eat my own fucking eyeball. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I saw my teeth? Oh, uh, there's really no fucking positive angle on this. Saw your teeth and go try blowing Joe Exotic like that? Come on, man. <laughs> I'd rather blow Exotic with teeth. Thank you very much. Yeah, old chomper here. <laughs> so anyway, other guy, which is what I'm calling the uh, the grabby pervert. He throws the pin that he stole uh, into the cell of our Hilliker brothers. And they kind of, they pick the lock, but it looks really fucking unconvincing. He, he kind of just mushes the fucking pin around in the, in the lock and magically it opens up and they escape. And at yeah, this there's, point, all there's the fucking hell that, breaks loose. And Craig, you know, if there's one thing I know about like uh, picking locks in movies, anyone can fucking do it. Yeah, you just keep a bobby pin uh, up your ass and, you know, magically you're going to be able to pick a lock with it. It's oh, not yeah. that simple, people. It is not that easy. I've tried it. You need fucking tools. Yes, you do. It's doable, yeah. but you need a couple of things. You need a tension wrench and you need a fucking scraping pick. There's a whole lot that goes into it. It's not just a fucking bobby pin. Greg, I question your past. <laughs> Guns for a pro? Or wait, wait, wait what does he say? Guns for show, knives for a pro. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I botched that one. Anyway, um, it's at this point where just everyone gets fucked. This can be rivaled to one of my favorite movies. That's House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Yes. With the opening riot scene. 
Yeah, the security guard immediately gets bored. He gets his neck bitten, he gets his eye gouged, and he gets his nose eaten, which is fucking gross. Like these, it, it immediately establishes that these kids are just weird, if you ask me. Fucking oh, weirdos. Man. They spider monkey all over him and eat his fucking face. It's great. Yeah, they zoom in on his face, but I don't even want to know what they're doing to his genitals the whole time. Joe Exotic was down there. Just, just nipping at him, you know? Off-camera, Joe Exotic's coming in like, listen here, motherfucker, I'm going to suck this god's dick. If he ate the nose that willingly, you know the penis is long gone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get a we get a nice montage uh, to the tune of the Blue Danube Waltz, which is always a classic. Uh, this is just all the inmates, they're escaping, they're rioting. And I have to say, this is both classy and fun. But what it really reminded me of is if uh, the rape scene from Clockwork Orange was combined with the prison scene from Natural Born Killers. Wow. Right? That's great. Yeah, it's astute. Very it's, great. I've been told that I have five out of five in, opinions on things. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of that, Greg. <laughs> so we get, we get treated to the Hilliker brothers, electroshocking the shit out of this nurse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Her brain is fried to the point that she just pisses everywhere, uh, which I think we can all relate with. Some my last life. night in Buffalo. Yeah. I'm still airing that room out, I have to say. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> It'll never be the same. You do that in a tattoo shop. You, you left your mark on us all. I have, to, I have to give you credit for that. I sure did. Um, but anyway, they, uh, you know the natural progression of things is that they end up capturing Dr. Ryan um, and they hook him up to a torture device that I, I don't really understand why this is even present in the hospital. It's like a quartering machine uh, where they tie all of his limbs up to chains or barbed wire. I think it is. And uh, they just rip him into a husk of a human being. They just I don't tear all of his arms and legs off. Like uh, the the mechanics behind it, ripping limb from limb like that, but it was a wonderful scene. Yeah, it's great. The effects were great. Uh, good, good gore. It establishes that these kids are going to be some formidable villains throughout the course of this film. And then we get our title scene or our title screen. Wrong turn for bloody beginnings. Excellent soft opener, really grabs your fucking attention right away. And then right after we have that opener, we get, which is seems to be kind of a theme in the wrong turn movies, some hot sex. Just straight into a montage of fucking, which I think, yeah. uh, I think we can all appreciate it. We get right down to some hot college intercourse. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we're kind of in, introducing a bunch of our cast. Uh, I think who is this? It's um, Bridget, Sarah, getting it on. Uh, oh, Vincent and Jenna, and they're all in the same room. They're just humping. Um, this is how we find out that Vincent is, you know, a bit of a perv. He's he's got some wandering eyes. Um, but no sooner do they all start fucking, that Buzzkill fucking Kenya barges in. Wait, her name is Kenya? I thought it was Jenna. I think it's Kenya. And Kenya is the, the buzzkill? I don't fucking know. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure it was Kenya. Anyway, someone barges in and says, what's that noise? 
Mom's just jealous. It's the Beastie Boys. What? She tells everyone to get in the fucking car. I'm and leaving. Like, Everyone's yeah, I'm waiting for us. Um, and she's like, yeah, you guys are, are having hot teenage sex while we're supposed to be going on this ski trip. She calls them a bunch of... Sl- she's hey, 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 what is going on here? You're just a bunch of slut monkeys. Yeah, which I, I've never taken that as an insult, but apparently she thinks that's, that's biting. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, they all fucking... We're going to skip ahead a couple of minutes. They all get on fucking jet skis. Uh, Daniel is here, who we described earlier as being a whiny bitch. Hey, jet skis. <laughs> Did I say, I did say jet skis. Um, <laughs> snowmobiles. They're going, they're on snowmobiles. I don't know. Why did I fucking write jet skis here? <laughs> you wrote um, it. I did. I actually wrote it down. It says they get on jet skis. They get on these jet skis and jet ski across the snow. <laughs> yeah. It turns out this is actually a Sharknado sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, Daniel is being his natural whiny bitch self. Uh, he says that a storm is coming, so maybe we should leave tomorrow. Maybe this is a bad idea for us to all go have fun today. And they're all like, shut the fuck up, Daniel. We're going anyway. Yeah. Uh, everybody mocks him. They're like, it's, it becomes obvious from the get-go that Daniel is like their, just their whipping boy. They, none of them care about his opinion. So oh, yeah. they all leave their cars in a tow-away zone, which I thought was pretty funny. And uh, they make their, <laughs> the first of, their, of many fateful wrong turns. Oh, yeah, they even say it. Yeah, first of many titular wrong turns. Um, They spend the day enjoying themselves riding these jet skis around in the middle of a snowy field. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're ramping off of things. They're they're towing uh, water skiers behind them. (laughs) (laughs) uh, they, They spend the whole day just loving life. And uh, when they decide that they're all done, they're supposed to be heading to a cabin where I think they're supposed to meet Porter, correct? Yeah, Porter. Yeah, but it turns out Kyle, who is a just directionally impaired doofus, uh, gets them lost. I like him. Yeah, he's cool. He's fine. Um, But he's not very good at finding cabins. So uh, this is the point where Daniel gives us our first titular line. And he says... It's a wrong turn. I know it. I know it. And you're like, I have never been more certain in my life that this character is going to die at some point. And he's going to die brutally. And it's going to be the best scene in the movie. Yep. Uh, So before long, uh, they're stuck in the middle of a storm. And it is nighttime. So they decide to find shelter in the nearest creepy asylum, which just happens to be nearby. Sure. So they all uh they they park their jet skis outside. It's a little difficult because the the water is iced over. Uh, but they uh, decide to go inside and explore around and realize that for some reason the heat is on. And this should be your first hint. <laughs> the heat is on. The heat is on. Do that again. It's a real song. The heat is on. Is on. And no, no singing. Well. All right. You okay? Have you calmed down? That's fine. At this point in the movie, when they actually get to the asylum, is where I took a moment to really pay attention to the character's hair, mainly in particular Kyle and uh, Vincent. 
They have that that 2011 Justin B, Justin uh, Bieber look. Oh yeah, it's uh, it is very indicative of the times. I have to say, yes, it was a style at the time, and it was uh, it was kind of wild that that like that mop top swoop thing. To be fair, that's how we kind of all looked at that time. I remember seeing old pictures of you, and uh, can I say kind of sexy, kind of good look yeah, for you. I couldn't really pull it off though. I looked more like David Spade. <laughs> you know, I I hear that he's well endowed. Oh, David Spade? Yeah. Well, my friend, I am not. So that's that is a fact. Um, that is a Hollywood rumor that that David Spade is packing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, have you ever have you seen the women that he's dated? He's like always uh, attached to a supermodel. I thought maybe it was just because they like really like Tommy Boy. Well, he's funny and he has a giant penis. I guess that's a that's a pretty good combination. Not good for him, right? Hell yeah, yeah. David Spade. That's how Chris Farley died. David Spade fucked him to death with his giant cock. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, sorry Farley uh, died and ruined your career. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a couple of good ones out of him before he, uh, before he coked himself to death, as we all do sometimes. Hey, you know, it happens. Apology corner next week. I would never disparage Chris Farley or David Spade. Let me make that clear first of all. Comedy heroes of uh, of everyone here at DTS, I think. So, uh, <laughs> so back to the asylum. Um, <laughs> they explore around inside this this uh, heated asylum and realize uh, that they should probably all just disrobe and start fucking around. They they immediately get comfortable and they start cooking hot dogs. Yeah, the girls shit on Kyle for a little bit just for getting them lost and. Uh, they try to contact Porter, who is supposed to meet them there, or was supposed to meet them at a cabin. Um, yeah. But they, they're not getting any response. So, you think Porter said, may have taken a wrong turn? He, I think he did at some point, yeah. A titular wrong turn. Um, so the men go out to find a bunch of wood to start a fire, uh, while Kyle impresses everybody by actually uh, building a fire. Which, yeah. I got to say... It's not super impressive if you've ever done it before. Like, it's kind of an easy process. You throw a bunch of newspaper on there, you put a couple fucking logs, twigs, a little bit of kindling. If you own a lighter, fire is easy. Well, I mean, I don't know, Greg. I uh, When you and I went backpacking with that fucking idiot, he, oh, yeah, we've, we've definitely camped. Fires, chopping trees down and just chucking them on a fire and just putting the fire out. We've definitely we've definitely camped with some dipshits who have no idea how to actually like make something burn, which yeah. I mean, that's it's not rocket science, man. I, I know you read a lot of scientific journals, but uh, <laughs> really all you need is a lighter and some newspaper and you're good to go. That's Bingo. Uh, yeah, it just works. Um, but anyway, uh, Kyle seems to really get some some bonus points here from some of the women by doing this. Um, and they find a bunch of scotch in an administrator's office. And this is actually kind of funny um, because this is where the party really starts. I mean, but, this, this scotch has been sitting here since what? The 70s? 70s. So yeah. it's probably delicious. And it's still full. Yeah. And this is enough to get what I don't. There's like 75 people here now. It just gets them all drunk. Hey, well they they were also smoking weed. Okay, fair enough. But this this but, one bottle of scotch really fuels this party all night. Now, when the kids walk into the Dr. Ryan's office, 
uh they're just like oh wow what happened here oh hey look scotch and the office is literally in shambles there's like blood on the walls uh it's an absolute mess and nobody like questions it because it's 2011 but daniel does find a bunch of files a bunch of patient files and because he's he's the scholar of the group he's like i'm gonna take these with me for research because he's a fucking nerd. Yeah, but, you know, glad to have him there because he's an expositional nerd. He teaches yeah. us all about our main uh, cannibal family. This is where we learn uh, why they were here, why they were originally incarcerated, and what their personal quirks are. Yeah. Meanwhile, our three fucked up inbred heroes are dragging a body towards the entrance. And who do you think this could be? Porter. It's Porter. It is the porter, the, the body pile that is now porter. Uh, but we'll find out about that in a minute. Yes, sir. So uh, back to Vincent, Jenna, and girl. I don't actually know which one was with them. It was definitely Vincent, Jenna, and somebody. Uh, they go exploring through the hallways. And naturally, they take a few wrong turns. And predictably... Vincent gets the jump on the girls, and we Kenya. get our we get our first jump scare. Uh, uh, Kenya, that's who it was because she's a buzzkill. Yeah, the, the eternal buzzkill that is yeah, Kenya. So he gave her a good scare, and she did not appreciate it at all. She went and spoke to a manager about it. That's how upset she was. I feel like this is the most obvious uh, like setup in the history of film. Like, how could you not see this coming? Like, he, yeah. he disappears into the darkness. And like, oh, where did Vincent go? Stop fooling around, Vincent. Vincent. Come back to me. Stop. Vincent. Revelations, Vincent. Vincent. Come on. Yeah. Vincent, next of kin. <laughs> and then he's, he's, he flies out of the darkness like, ah, gotcha. And we're all impressed. Yes. Beautiful. Well executed uh, by our most perfect director, Declan O'Brien. Really got me on that one. She's just such a cunt. She's such a fucking buzzkill. I hate her so much. She's a a total (laughs) buzzkill. She was the one that got all pissy about it. Like, let it go. It was a fun joke. Yeah, she she didn't appreciate it. You want to know why? Because she might have peed a little. Ah. And when you pee yourself, I think at that point, you're not really having fun anymore. No. <laughs> Kenya no, is a pants pisser. She's a pants pissing Karen. It's because it starts warm and cozy, and then it just gets really cold. Oh, yeah. You don't want to pee yourself in a snowstorm. No. I did that one time when I was, uh, when I was a little kid. I was like, I'm out in, uh, I'm out in the cold and the snow. I'm in my snowsuit. I had to go to the bathroom. You know what? Maybe warm myself up a little bit. Just take a little piss. Nope. <laughs> Backfires. Backfires every time. Yeah. Because then, you, then you're just frozen. And then, uh, you know what? You got to ride in the car home in a puddle of shame. Got to ride the lightning, Greg. <laughs> you know what? That actually makes it sound a lot cooler. Can we, can we co-opt the term ride the lightning to mean that you pissed your pants and then have to ride home in the backseat of your parents' car? For now on, for now on, that's what it'll be called. Is that what Metallica was talking about this whole time? Yeah, you pissed yourself to warm me up, and then it gets really cold, and you got to ride in the backseat of your parents' car. That's what Ride the Lightning is about. 
Yeah, you you pissed yourself to warm your friend up. Warm your friend up. That's what I meant. Yeah, so to you, warm up water. So you so you pissed yourselves. You pissed yourself. We pissed ourselves in order pissed- to ride the lightning. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what that's what happened. Uh, your last night in town in Buffalo, New York. We pissed ourselves. Yes. Yeah. We pissed ourselves and rode the lightning because of speed metal. Bingo. <laughs> because we're because we are speed metal aficionados. We urinated in our pantaloons. We, we certainly did. By we, I mean you on my floor. Yeah, that kind of happened. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, uh, quick mop job and it was all taken care of. Yeah, that's the spirit. Uh, at this point, is it uh, Vincent or I think it's Kyle? Uh, fix, he, of course, his name's Kyle. He's totally a Kyle. Uh, fixes the generator to get all the lights on in this place, and you get some generic rocks on going on. And I mean, le- single-handedly too, right? Like he just fucking apparently he knows how to just fix a generator. Now, the doctor at the beginning of the movie kept putting over the fact that the Hilliker brothers are extremely smart. If they were so fucking smart and they know how to fucking jet ski, why the fuck couldn't they figure out this goddamn generator? That's a very good point. You know what? Yeah. I think it, it may have just lapsed. It may have just ran out of gas momentarily. Or or the uh, the breaker might have flipped. I don't I don't know. Also, I'm, I've, I have a hard time believing that they're really fucking smart. <laughs> I mean, the the everything that we see them do doesn't seem like the the actions of intelligent individuals. It seems Great. like the actions of instinct driven individuals. Okay, man, I cannot pick a fucking lock with an actual lock pick kit, and that fucking three fingers did it one handed. He did it with three fucking fingers and a bobby pin. I mean, it didn't really. <laughs> I mean. For the sake of the plot, he did it, but it didn't really look like he was knew what the fuck he was doing. He did it, man. He looked like he was jamming a screwdriver into a fucking into a lock and just trying to turn it and just hoping for the best. I mean, I've seen but movies. It was I mean, that is kind of uh, to be fair. That is a major plot point of Terminator Two: Judgment Day, which might be one of the best films ever made. Sorry, uh, I got yes. I mean, you know. Not for nothing, but one of the best films ever made does have Ed Furlong in it. Also, Danny Cooksey of Salute Your Shorts fame. I don't know if there's a correlation there, but, you know, you don't always just get a 99 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes uh, when you don't have Furlong and Cooksey in tandem. I also love that you know that fucking kid's name. Oh, I'm a big fan. I know you are. It's, it's fucking nuts, man. I also follow his band. It's called Bad for Good. He had an album out in the 90s. Uh, it's very uh, Nirvana-esque, if anybody is interested in checking it out. You want to hear Bobby Budnick uh, sing? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Take a look. I think it's on YouTube. I'll, I will definitely check it out. Yeah. His voice has All been right. described as gravelly and bluesish. <laughs> You're their biggest fan. Yeah, by by top top music journalists. All right, so we're uh, let's get back to the movie here. Everyone's getting hammered. Everyone's smoking weed. They're all like uh, doing uh, what's just something you and I would do: getting wheelchairs and just chase each other around. And that's where they stumble upon an auditorium. Oh yeah, they're wheelchair racing. They are uh, they're jousting on gurneys, just having yep. a great fucking time. And yes, they arrive to the auditorium. 
where they realized we could watch a movie. And, hey, uh, let's watch a movie. It's a real to real. And it's like, what are you, it's not going to be one flew over the cuckoo's nest. It's going to be something well, that's going to be a real buzzkill. Daniel basically says, I can make this work. I can, I can set up the real to real. Like we can watch a film here and have a good time. And everybody's thinking, yeah, you know, maybe we are going to watch Tommy boy. But it turns out he just throws on some fucking medical footage, which is just both horrifying and depressing. Like, who wants to see that? And then he comes down from the little booth and he's like, hey, guys, eh? Eh? aren't I the best? What the fuck was this? Was this 1920? The fucking uh, the, the film footage was definitely not from the 70s. Yeah, but he was just like, what the hell, Daniel? Why would you even put this on? Like, why don't you yeah, turn this off immediately? Nobody wants to watch this. We're having a good time. Fucking Buzz Killington over here. And also, Daniel, uh, Daniel's the first one to tap out. He's like, boy, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am Bush. It's like I give him, I give him credit. Fucking nightmares. I give him credit for recognizing that he just he fucked up majorly and he was like, All right, I'm gonna quit while I'm behind everybody. I'm just I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, all right, yeah. Daniel, fuck off. But he basically says, How about we all go to sleep? And it's like Daniel, come it's on, like, man. Daniel, it's literally 11 o'clock. Like, we're raging here. You fucking loser. But they all kind of just agree with him. Um, however, Vincent does get up in the middle of the night. And he's like, I want to. No, I need to go exploring in yes. the sanatorium. He's got a raging fucking heart on. And he needs to oh. figure out what that means. So... <laughs> He starts wandering around, and what does he find? But Sarah and Bridget getting it on. Yeah, scissor me timbers. Yes. Sarah sees him out of the corner of his eye, or of her eye, and uh, they sort of share a moment, and he just kind of fades off into the into the dark. Yeah. Fades off. But she she doesn't skip a beat. She's just fucking scissoring away. Um, it seems oh, like an odd, odd place, odd place in time to be engaging in hot lesbian sex. But I have to say, I'm not complaining. Uh, Declan O'Brien, you know what your audience wants. You know what the you movie know? is? The movie isn't called Citizen Kane, Greg. It's called Wrong Turn Four Bloodlines. We're gonna get a fucking hot lesbian scene in this society, in this sanatorium. You don't hear me complaining. Uh, no, sir. I wouldn't kick them out of the bed for eating cookies. <laughs> but no sooner does he leave the scene of hot lesbian action, but he sees a dark figure in the hallway, whom I yeah. have to say, he immediately threatens and chases down. He's like, who is that? Come here. I'm going to kick your ass. Who are you? Hey, my name's Vincent. And it turns out uh, he comes upon the silhouetted corpse of a friend porter oh it's porter the guy we've all been waiting to see but what happens uh he was bored yeah he was he, he was bored a long time ago yeah he was rigor mortis set in whatever so vincent oh, 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 oh. Like, oh what the fuck and what does he get interaction he gets bored oh he gets bored oh that's what i meant yeah, he gets a, what is it, an ice pick or a, some kind oh, of... 
big fucking spike underneath it's a, his skin. It's a big old needle spike pick-esque thing just right up through the jaw and out the top of the head. Yeah, it's great. It's like a crocheting needle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because uh, this is Sawtooth who enjoys a little bit of uh, a little bit of needle point. Yeah, no, he's very good at needle pointing. Yeah, uh, when, when he's not eating other men and furiously masturbating, he is cross-stitching. Yeah, just... He's grieving. Hey, three fingers and, and one eye. I made this for the house. It says, home is where the heart is. <laughs> I knitted you this sweater. It's very small. <laughs> I only had a very small amount of yarn. <laughs> He's a gentle soul. I made the yarn out of my pubes. We, <laughs> we live in a sanatorium. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lack resources i'm sorry can we just can we just eat each other and masturbate please <laughs> so we get this f- phenomenal kill which i love this kill it's quick it is oh, very good so vincent he's fucking out of here uh and that's where everyone wakes up the next day to realize that their shit is missing yes and jenna can't find vincent and she's trying to get everybody else to help her look. Uh, but Kenya, the eternal bitch, is like very resistant to, to actually help her. It yeah. actually, it's very off-putting. It's like, why one of your friends is missing and so is a lot of your fucking equipment. How about you listen to Jenna and just go help her look for her uh, deceased boyfriend? It's because Vincent is such a little prankster. He's probably pulling a little yuck-yuck on us. Right? Um, yep. But Daniel, who seems to have a seems to have a keen sense for what's going on outside, is like, "Hey, it's still kind of stormy. I got to tell you, we aren't going anywhere. We should probably just stay here. Maybe we'll find Vincent. Maybe we won't. But uh, we're camping out in this sanatorium. And this is about the time where Sarah comes back from her early morning run, which yeah. actually I think is kind of cool. It establishes that she's, um, you know, some of her actions later in the film make a little more sense." Once you realize that she's uh, fitness oriented. They had to get that across that she's a warrior. Yeah, she's a fighter. A pussy eaten warrior, Greg. She is the warrior. She is the warrior. Yeah, I don't actually know the rest of the lyrics to that song, but don't you dare fucking sing it. Don't you. No, there's a part where it goes, I am the warrior. Yeah. The ultimate warrior. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Do the highs of fire. No, you stop. Bang, bang. You stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a good tune, man. It's but one of the best. Kenya, being a stupid fucking cunt, Fat says, cunt. hey, let's split into two groups. Yeah. Always a good decision, by the way, Kenya. Yeah, and I love how everybody was like, yeah, it sounds great. We've never been to this fucking sanatorium before, and Vincent's gone. And We can cover go. more ground if we all go in separate directions. Yeah, to get murdered. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if a, I can tell you straight up, if you and I were stuck in a fucking scary-ass abandoned like mental hospital, the last thing I would do is say, hey, Micah, why don't you go that way and I'll go the other way and we'll meet up in six hours and tell each other what we found. No, I just want to stick around you and scissor. Yeah, right? 
Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd just be passing time until the, the sun goes down so we can just scissor in a fucking room. Yeah. Do uh, anal bead tug of war together. Jesus Christ. Can we just do that? Yeah, man, but I have ulcerative colitis, so chances are I'm going to be the one spraying shit everywhere. Yeah, it's not going to be much of a movie, but... You know, oh, we can, there's people that would pay top dollar for that movie. I feel like that qualifies as modern art. Yeah. Postmodern art. Just graffiti the walls with what you ate. Yeah, well, and then you have to you have to sign your name in it. Oh well, yeah, of course you do. That's that's how they know it's your art. Yeah. It's kind of it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. They can't just DNA test it. I would just do the Prince logo. That's my <laughs> signature. <laughs> so Half of our group comes upon a uh, room in the basement where there's a bunch of medical supplies, a bunch of like bone saws and all kinds of shit. One of the funnier things is that there is a very conspicuous combat knife driven into the center of a table that nobody seems to comment on. Or grab. It's very aggressive looking. Like it's clearly been stabbed into the table. Yes. Uh, And they're they're all just sort of like milling around about it and not, not really noticing it. Um. But they do find a massive blood smear, uh, blood smear in the nurse's station. Um, Jenna takes a wrong turn and witnesses Sawtooth carving up some bodies. Yeah, that's right. This, that's is, this is where they, they first realize that they're not alone here. So Vincent is being chopped up. He chops uh, Vincent's hand off. And that's where I thought to myself... Could you remember like a year ago, two years ago, where they kept doing all those cake videos and there was that cake boss show? Yeah, where of course. It was, they're like, like literally like everything is cake. That was like one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Could Vincent just be cake? It's possible. Yeah. I was going to say that he was Don Beebe because he had a serious fucking handoff going on here. <laughs> 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 for those of you who appreciate the 1990 buffalo bills <laughs> i'm more of an oj simpson fan myself oh always until proven guilty I, not to get too sidetracked here but i absolutely love that he was at a buffalo bills game a couple weeks ago and was in buffalo going out and everybody treated him like he was the greatest thing in the world hey hometown hero i don't care whose head you cut off I hey, you know, <laughs> number thirty-two. You'll always be number, number 32, thirty-two to me, man. So uh, this is the, actually, ironically, this is where Porter's head gets thrown into the middle of our group uh, from an upstairs balcony, and uh, oh yeah, the hillbillies gonna, gave him head. Yeah, he's it's in a like a duffel bag or something, or it's wrapped yeah. up. They open it up and they realize, oh shit, that's my friend's head. OJ, where are you? I know you're hiding in the rafters someplace. Yeah. And then um, Kyle just starts skull fucking it. <laughs> but they end up wrapping a, uh, a barbed wire noose around Claire, who thus far has done very little, if anything, in this film. So nobody really cares. I actually didn't even know her name up until this point. I had to do some serious fucking digging to find out what her fucking name was. Her name's, um, I just kept calling her Blondie. Yeah, it's Claire, apparently, right? Claire? That's how much she uh, actually matters to the plot. But she gets strung up by a barbed wire noose. And this is actually kind of a odd but entertaining scene where Kyle gets covered in her blood while laying on his back on the floor. Of, I think this is this is the auditorium, right? Yes. He's just he lays down. So he's, he's looking at an upward angle at her head being more or less torn off of her body in a very O.J. Simpson-esque fashion. Uh, Again. I can only assume. 
Um, and he's just screaming the whole time. She's not having a very, very enjoyable time here either. Uh, but the greatest part about this is everybody else just runs away. Oh, they leave him. He's just, he's sitting there. He's still alive. But now, everybody just me, splits. They all just fucking dip. To me, my favorite part about this is when Claire gets lynched and they start pulling her up, Kyle's immediate reaction is to be, I'll save you, baby, by grabbing her by her feet and yanking her down. Right. Which, in turn, is the reason why her head pops off. Yes. He, uh, out of desperation, he's... He's trying to save her, but uh, his efforts are in vain, and they actually kind of hurt things more than they help. So, uh, yeah. And this is traumatizing, I think, because he's his face is getting spattered with blood um, of his, his oh, girlfriend's it's, blood. It's a wonderful scene, too, because her head falls down like on top of him. And he gets up and he does like a Scooby-Doo act where he's running in place and just sliding on the blood. Oh, he's slipping, he's sliding. And in the process of doing this, kicks her head and it goes flying behind him. Which is hilarious. It's actually, this is kind of reminiscent of uh, the ending scene of Dead Alive, where the head is just kind of flipping and flopping around the whole uh, floor, bloody mess scene. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, these hillbillies, they sure take head, but you know, at the same time, they they give it to, they also, right? They give it back, which is always they give it back. Just uh, like hey, Joe Exotic. If I can give our audience a little bit of advice for a moment here, give it back. <laughs> Absolutely. Just give it back. Give it back. Yeah. You're getting head, yeah. give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Be a man. Uh so at this point, we have all of our uh, our heroes run outside to their jet skis. And they, they think they're just going to start up these jet skis and get the fuck out of here. But it's no use. Yeah, because all the spark plugs are gone. Yeah, they uh, our, our hillbilly brothers have stolen the spark plug wires. So Lauren, who is our strongest skier of the group, decides, I'm going to go get help. Send I'm me out. Gonna... I'm yeah. your guy. I'm the strongest skier. And then when she skis away, it was like Forrest Gump when he she still had the fucking... Sucks. She's so she, bad at it. She's the worst, dude. She, I don't want to give anything away for the future of this film, but she dies immediately. Oh, yeah. She's because so bad. She can't ski. She can't ski. She can't start a fire. She can't fucking survive. I, I mean, there, how many miles out of side of civilization could they possibly be? Oh, like 50. At the most, right? Oh, well, maybe like 30. There's, yeah, but like... There's got to be a road leading to the sanatorium, so she could easily just ski down that road. Yeah, no one really thought of that. She did not think of that. Ah, uh, but also, uh, you know... She decided Mr. to go Plow, through the woods like a genius. Hey, Mr. Plow and the Plow King weren't available that day, so... Uh, That's but, a good point. Yeah, but also, like, I love how, like, quick she was to dip, too. Uh, even Daniel was just like, I, I mean, like... Can I come with you? Or like, no, Daniel, I have to do this alone. I'll come back for you. <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> That's what I said to Charlie. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's not coming back. She ain't coming back. No, she no. she died immediately. So she's, Kyle she's gonna jack towards herself. Kyle has the great 
turns into Pop Sickleson. Uh, <laughs> Kyle has the great idea to go get weapons from the basement. And uh, Daniel's being a little bit of a pussy about it. He's like, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't, I want to stay in this room. I stay barricaded here. And Kyle's like, listen, you motherfucker, we're all going to die unless you come with me. We need to go down to the fucking basement. So they eventually convince him and they do. Turns out this yeah. is to their detriment. Three finger uh, chases them through the basement. I don't, I guess this is like a pipe utility sewer area. He chases yeah, them weird. with an ax and uh, they hide while one eye drills through the door to try and kill the girls who are left behind. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's a lot of fun. I actually like this scene. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where we finally have our main cannibal brothers just menacing the shit out of all of our main characters. This is what we've been waiting for this whole time. I mean, obviously, like, we got some sweet tits and a few good gore shots here and there, and that soft yeah. opener was incredible. But, but this now, is the real meat and potatoes. They finally revealed themselves, and they're just they're on the full offensive. And can we talk about how fucking awesome the brothers look in this movie? I think this might be the the best look for all of them. Like it is. the makeup was fucking great, and I like that they like look a little bit younger too. It's just awesome. And I will say, based on the future of this series, hate to say it, but it's kind of just all downhill from there. Literally is. So yeah. the following the following movie, uh the 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 next one there was Bloodline. Uh, Bloodlines, yeah. Yeah, with uh you, you remember that one, right? With Doug Bradley? Yeah, it might be my favorite of the whole series. I mean, it is good, but the makeup is so lazy to where it looks like uh Leatherface wearing just a mask because you can see their lips underneath it. Right. Yeah, it looks like um it looks like they're wearing prosthetics. It doesn't look natural. No, not at all. I, I've seen haunted house actors look better than the, those guys in the in five five and six. Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, it's like how uh, Freddy Krueger throughout the movies. Like obviously, part two, he looked amazing, but all the movies after that, he just like kept looking worse and worse. By the time it got to Freddy's Dead, that that mask Freddy Krueger was wearing was dog shit. Yeah, I mean it happens. It's yeah, kind of sure. is what it is. But at this point in our film. Uh, Kyle and Sarah go back to check on the remaining girls who who stayed behind uh, in the upstairs locked room. But Daniel gets captured and eventually bored. Oh, my God. Did he get bored? He got fondue bored. He gets the shit bored out of him. And this is uh, this might be the best scene in the whole film. It's have to say. hands down the best scene in the movie for multiple reasons. Oh, it's so good. Tell me why. It's- Okay, well, first off, he gets, uh, of course, he's bored. He's laid upon a table in the kitchen. And this is where the brothers chain him up with barbed wire because that's their thing. Mm-hmm. We just don't use rope. We use barbed wire, which is fucking metal as shit. Oh, it's badass. They, they cut his shirt off. He's screaming like fucking crazy. While this is going on, everybody else is in the office. Uh, they can hear Daniel screaming and they're actually debating on what they should do while their friend is being tortured to death. Right. So we go back to the guys in the fucking basement. This is where three finger three fingers is like one of those like really good sous chefs. Right. He's, 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 a, he's an artist. He's he's like Gordon Ramsay's behind the table. there going. He's he's. Well, uh, it's funny that you said Gordon Ramsay because I was going to say he's a lot like uh, like Ramsey Bolton. Oh, from, very good, Greg. Very good. From the hit show Game of Thrones that some of you might have seen. Uh, and he's flaying Daniel. He's taking little bits of his skin off. 
while Sawtooth uh, just kind of beats off in the corner. Well, it's all Sawtooth does is jerk off. And I think One Eye is actually like playing Nintendo or something. <laughs> something like that. Because Three Fingers, he's like, he's he speaks to this accent where he's like, guys, I'm going to make a you a fondue, okay? All right, so <laughs> it's boy- fucking raw. It's funny. <laughs> this Daniel is so fucking raw. It's, he's screaming. It's fucking disgusting. You don't know how to cook an oyster the way I cook oyster. Yeah, I can't do a good Ramsey impression. No, I thought it was pretty good. I'm aroused. Not fair enough. All right. So the, the rest of the cast, they're still in the office, and they're like, hey, maybe it's a trap. Maybe he's dead. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> no, no, that, that's definitely, that may be one of the brothers. Uh, so then uh, Sarah is the one that is just like, I say we vote. We have to vote on this. Meanwhile, Daniel is just like getting. Yeah. Super no. not cool. All you, all you hear is Daniel's pained screams in the background while she's like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't go down there. You think we they're in there? Yeah, let's take our time. You guys want to everybody write your name down on this paper and we'll, yeah. we'll draw straws. We'll decide who actually wants to go down there. Who doesn't want to go down there. I like then, that. Uh, the, the, the thing that they ended up doing was playing rock, paper, scissors, best three out of five. Yeah. Best seven, five, then five out of seven. Three. And then, you know, seven out of yeah. nine. Like they just, uh, she really belabors this fucking point because she does not want to go down there. And then they um, start arm wrestling. They start leg wrestling. I love the well. Come on, we all know who's going to win that. It's <laughs> fucking lesbians. Uh, She's basically like, I, "We're we're this dispute is not over until you pin me to the ground." So, so of course get, they do, and it's hot. We get back to three fingers here, yeah. who is literally fawn doing Daniel putting pieces of uh, Daniel's meat with chopped up parsnips and onions, dipping <laughs> it in the boiling. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin here is just getting fucking eaten, eaten alive right in front. It's, it's uh, just a fucking wonderful scene. He's the weakest act- actor, but he's the juiciest meat of the Baldwins. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, little Danny. Little Danny, little Danny's succulent. Yeah, he's also, he's the most innocent. He's never shot anybody. No, no, no. Alec is very savory, a little too salty for me. Uh, But I I, finally, finally, they decide to go down there and help him. But instead of all of them bum rushing these fucks, they send Kyle and the last remaining man of the group. Yeah. And he just tiptoes around it. And at this point, they literally pull Daniel's liver out while Daniel is still screaming, just let me die. Just let me die. I got to yeah. say, this liver does not really look all that good. Well, I mean, they were drinking the night before. In, in terms of like a special effect, like it doesn't, it doesn't look great. It just, oh, it looks very fake. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, they treated it like the way those fucking uh, people in South Africa or South America treat that shit where they pretend they're pulling uh, cancer out of you, but really it's chicken guts. Yeah, it's like it's, bacon. Uh, yeah, it's what Andy Kaufman went down there to do, you know? Uh, sure. That sounds familiar to me. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, um, we'll talk later. <laughs> but so finally, when anyway, this is where out. Kyle flies in and just goes fucking ham on these guys. He he pops in. He's just swinging his weapon around. He actually scares them all off. He chases yeah. him into a nearby stairwell where uh, who is it? Uh, 
not Kenya, but the other girl smashes a lamp and scares them with fire. And this is where we find out that these guys, while they're intimidating, while they're, they're inbred and fucking vicious, they're also easily fucking intimidated by weapons and fire. Uh, yeah, and college kids. They chase them right into a jail cell and lock them up. And it the doesn't really seem cell. that hard, actually. No, and it's the same jail cell they uh, they they were fucking originally in back yes. in the seventies. So it all comes for full circle. And Kyle naturally wants to kill them, uh, you know, just to get revenge for all of his friends that they've murdered, for his his hot girlfriend that they've murdered. You know, um, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, uh, but meanwhile we see uh, we see Lauren. We get a, we cut away to her just dying in the snow. She's, oh yeah, that's right. She, she has started a very minuscule fire, which you can actually see the sanatorium in the distance. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's made it maybe I don't know about fifty yards. <laughs> just yeah, so this stopped. is this is where you take a break. Yeah, she's stopped and she's just she's like. This is the end of the line. I, she's, she's like doing a whole Bear Grylls thing where she thinks she's at the, the end of her fucking rope. She's starting a very tiny fire. Snow falls off of a tree above her, puts it out. And she's just like, I'm doomed. I'll never make it. I'm sorry. I've let you all down. And it's, it's just physical comedy at its finest. Yeah, she's she's fucked. She, she got nowhere. I, I feel like anyone who has ever even tried to ski could get at least 10 times as far away from the sanatorium as she has. She sucks. Lauren, you suck. You lied when you told your friends that you were the strongest skier. Just full on bullshit. This isn't even the first time she stopped. I'm sure before making this fire, she stopped for a cliff bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just eating up. She took all of everybody's resources with her. She took all the water. She took all the cliff bars. She probably has a sack of fucking gummy bears in her pocket. Oh, man, I want gummy bears right now. All the gorp. You guys know about gorp? She took it all. She took the gorp. She took the gorp. And now none of them can have it. So, yeah, whoever uh, whoever (laughs) drives down the road and sees her sitting 20 feet to the side of it, because she easily could have just been, she could have taken the driveway out of this place uh, to wherever the closest civilization is. Greg, yeah. you know what, man? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. She took a wrong turn. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I've been getting at this whole time. I've been trying to get you to say it. Oh, oh, were you, you were baiting me? Yeah, I was. Oh, I've been baiting. I've been baiting this whole time. I've been baiting for for at least half an hour here. And uh, you know, what? you did it, and I thank you for it. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, uh. I think literally anybody else would have been a better choice of uh, ambassador for help than Lauren. Are you kind of bummed out that Daniel was the one that got filleted and not like one of the girls? No, Daniel had to go. Daniel had to go. Daniel, had, Daniel had to go in like the worst way possible. But at the same time, it would have been kind of cool because they cut Daniel's like chest off. I would have liked to have seen a tip getting cut off. You know, they could have swapped Daniel and Lauren. That would have been fine. Yeah, because yeah, Daniel, because Daniel was kind of he was like a he was like the smart guy. He was like yeah, the, he was an intellectual to an extent. If they would have sent him out on the skis, then it would have made sense that he fucked up and didn't take the road. It got lost in the very tiny woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, and then yeah, Lauren could have like got a cul-de-sac. 
Yeah, right? He's yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Walmart on the other side of the asylum. It's like the McDonald's side is there, but it's the it's just way too high. The pole is way too high. I can't tell how far away it is. <laughs> it could be a mile away, it could be 20 miles. I don't know. I'm on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this whole time that we've been talking, uh Daniel has been tortured. So maybe if that gives you a, a good uh, indication of how long he's actually been being probed with knives and fondued. It's been about as long as we've been uh, talking about uh, Lauren. Time moves really slow when you're stoned. And I smoked a joint yesterday before watching this movie. I feel like it moves really scene, slow when you're being tortured by cannibals, too. Absolutely. But this scene felt like it was 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, it really drives the point home. He's yeah. going through some pain, and his friends are not helping him fast enough. So back on uh, back on where we were, the brothers are back in the prison cell where they came from. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lauren's doing her J- Jack Torrance impression, and this is where yet again another fucking debate on what they should do or should not do. And, and naturally, uh, Kenya is at the Kenya is at the center of it. We all have to just uh, we have to do what Kenya wants to do. Yeah, he's the leader. She's like, uh, Kyle, don't do this to yourself. Don't kill them. They deserve a trial. Yeah, they're human. I, I have to tell you, if I was in this situation and I was Kyle, I would be punching the dicks of every one of these fucking cannibals over and over and over again. And I would be like, Kenya, you either hold him down or you back off because I'm going to be punching his penis for hours at this point. Yeah, literal hours. It's just crazy that, like, Joe Exotic was still in, like, another cell while this was going on. Yeah, he was like, oh, am I next, motherfucker? He's in the next one over, just furiously uh, trimming his hair into a bowl cut. Oh, yeah, it's uh, an old uh, fucking sawtooth and Joe Exotic staring each other in the eyes, just pounding off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's pleasurable. That's where the stuff comes from. That's where, that's where the extra half hour of the stuff comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, everyone decides that while our uh, while our nemeses are locked up in this cell, we're going to have to go look for the spark plug wires to get these jet skis working again. <laughs> so, I mean, oh. stupidly enough, this is a major plot point. So uh, they leave Kyle behind to guard the cell while the rest of them go off to go find some fucking spark plug wires which i love kyle at this point right here because but at the same time kyle should have just fucking killed him the moment those broads walked away kyle says what we're all thinking yep and he basically tells them you know what i lied to them just now i told them i wasn't gonna kill you but i am gonna kill you i am crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm I covered crazy. in my girlfriend's blood yeah and uh you know what when we leave tomorrow i'm gonna come back here i'm gonna make an excuse and i'm gonna stab each one of you right in the penis <laughs> i'm gonna stab each one of you in the butt with my penis <laughs> and you're I feel all like gonna die what you were doing there was like seriously lyrics to an insane clown posse song oh really uh, probably because, because they rhymed poorly and uh, had a, a vaguely clownish theme. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean lyrical geniuses? Then oh, yeah, that is actually. You know what? That is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Magnus. 
How the fuck do they work? <laughs> I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all bitches are lying. Getting me pissed. <laughs> All right. No so truer words have ever been written. That's right. Continue. Kyle, Kyle ends up taking a little siesta because why not? You know, it's, uh, I, I imagine the adrenaline wore off. So he's crashing pretty hard. Well, yeah. He got a little tired. He was like, you know, I, I would think that if you were still like actively covered in the blood of your significant other, you might not just pass out in front of the, the three killers, but I wasn't there, so maybe that At happens. At the same time, though, Greg, I feel like you would be like, I'm covered in Brit's blood. I'm going to go take a tubby. <laughs> Fair enough. If there was if there was a bathtub in the, the adjacent cell, I'd be in there immediately. Yeah, just be, like that chick from Slaughter High. Yeah, I'd be bath bombing that shit. I would, my guard would be down, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am an irresponsible watchman. Uh, At your I, most vulnerable. And I'm not the first to say that, I think. Uh, most people who know me would describe me as an irresponsible uh, prison guard. <laughs> so, naturally, he falls asleep, and this is where Sawtooth, or no, it's a three-finger? Yeah, good old three fingers. Takes the moment to use his uh, his old skill of lockpicking with the same goddamn pick uh, that they had at the beginning. It turns out that he held on to it. It turns out with this lock, you could use anything, though. Yeah, it turns out these are really shitty cells. If you just jiggle the door just right, it'll pop open. I think if he if he put just, like, the tip of his finger into that and just, like, mushed it a little bit, it would have opened up. Yeah, one of the three he's got. If he would have punched... If he would have hit it like fucking Arthur Fonzarelli hitting the jukebox, <laughs> <laughs> the door would have just fucking popped open. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and there they go and of course immediately they bore the shit out of our man kyle because he he spoke a little too soon i think i think so and now he's fucked and now everyone's fucked because guess what our other main characters didn't exactly know what spark plug wires look like so they were unable to find them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where, the, where the fuck are the pieces we need to get these jet skis running? Uh, I don't know. They uh, they do come across a room full of uh, like other personal supplies, which implies that our main three cannibals have killed many, many people. Over the- well, it's like we got a we got a scene like that in the first movie. We, well, we got uh, this is like the Texas Chainsaw like reveal, yeah, where you find yeah. the the pile of shoes. In the like the the bin full of glasses and phones and you know wallets and everything, uh, yep. just so you, just so you get a feel for the scale of the murder, how long this has been going on. This is by no means the first group of uh, shitty teenagers that have been killed for fucking in this asylum, and it won't be the last. Well, of course not. If you really want to give some spoilers, <laughs> I was I was trying to hold back on that, but you know, uh. How much do you actually want to give away at the ending of this film? And fuck, man. I don't give a shit. All of it. It's a prequel. We know the brothers are going to live. That's a very good point. Yeah, so it turns out uh, we have an epic fucking chase through the halls of the asylum. Our main three characters who are left, uh, who is it? Kenya, uh, Bridget, and who's the other one who's still alive? Uh, Sarah? Sarah, yeah. 
um, yeah, because Sarah and Bridget are they they hold out to the end because of their strong lesbian bond. Yes. Um, they they decide to run to a room and lock themselves in where the only exit is a window that is covered by a snowdrift outside. So they, they smash the window, they start digging. Uh, yeah. and they, this is a long process. I have to say, like, you can't just dig through snow in a matter of seconds. No. Um, anyone yeah. who's ever tried to dig a snow tunnel through the softest of snow knows that this is not a quick thing. Um, but they managed to do it. Sarah, I mean, she is an athletic fucking. Well, that's prodigy. that's where uh, uh, Sarah Sarah goes. I'm uh, just like uh, what was her name? Lauren was a skier. Mm-hmm. The strongest skier. Sarah goes. I'm gonna dig us a tunnel. I'm the strongest digger. Yeah, she is. She is the strongest digger in this whole fucking movie. Naturally, and because she she fucking tunnels through this. What is it like? Ten feet of snow. A natural digger. And like. A matter of, I don't know, a couple of minutes because outside the door uh, is one eye with his drill. Yeah, the big old driller are, killer. Like they're, they're all out there just kind of. Or wait, did we, we actually skip the scene? We, oh, we, where they stabbed they stab Kyle to death. Yeah. Ah. Can we go back? Okay, they stabbed, they stabbed, they all stabbed Kyle to death. Yeah, they did the old bait and switch. Uh, three fingers was like, hey, this guy's the same size as me. Let's put my rags on him, put a bag over his head, and have the girls stab him to death, which is so stupid. This might have been the most, is, uh, this is the most obvious thing in the whole fucking movie, aside from uh, Vincent's jump scare at the beginning. Literally, so it's so obvious this is Kyle, but these bitches clearly just wanted him dead. They did it uh, so willingly and so quickly without even questioning the fact that there was a, a sack on his head. Like, this guy, like, yeah, none of them wore a sack before. And uh, yeah. uh, hey, where's Kyle? Oh, I don't know. He's gone. This must be the guy that we don't like. And they just over and over and over, like they they turned his torso into putty with these knives. He was like Inside Out boy from that Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, also, I, Kyle's I gone. love it. Well, they're stabbing. Uh, I forgot which one it was. I think it's the one that gets drilled. Oh, it's Captain uh, Stabbing, I think. Captain Stabbing, love yeah. him. Uh, still waiting on a, my Captain Stabbing merch from CaptainStabbing.com, but whatever. Uh, There's a so, class action uh, lawsuit, I think, for uh, reclamation of the Captain Stabbing merch. Ah, got you. There's a lot of implications there. Don't worry, uh, we're, so, we got your back. While they're stabbing Kyle to fucking death, one of them screams... You fucking pervert, die. <laughs> and that makes no sense because not once were they perverted, they were just eating you. Right. So that makes me wonder if there's like a, a deleted scene or something where they actually were jacking off over the corpses or something. Oh, that's coming out with uh, Larry Conan's The Stuff. Coming out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. All right. So anyway, we're back to the tunnel where Sarah has uh, chiseled her way out of 10 feet of snow through a window. Um, it's a race against the clock while our cannibal brothers are uh, at their heels. <laughs> Obviously, they all don't make it. So once Sarah gets through the hole, uh, who's the next one? Kenya gets through the hole. But yep. Jenna is not so lucky. And she gets fucking bored with he the drill. Finally, we see somebody get fucking drilled 
with this giant drill that one eye has been hauling oh i've been i've been dying to see this drill yeah so she gets it right through the fucking torso up the ass out the stomach she does not make it through the tunnel uh our other uh our other protagonists run out into a field where they are immediately chased by jet skis which apparently still have the spark plug wires. Well, the brothers, they had it on the whole time. Like I said, fucking engineering geniuses you don't know how to fire own, up an, uh, a generator. Did they, did they have their own jet skis or did they wire up the the kids' jet skis? Maybe it was Porter's and uh, someone else's. You never know. I, I assume that they're, you know, we heard from Dr. Ryan at the beginning that they're mechanical geniuses. So I'm sure they just, they figured it out. Yeah. Seconds. So we get a cool kind of chase scene where our main characters are running through a snowy field. It's morning by this point. It's light out. Yeah. And, uh, there's they're running through the snowy field while jet skis, literal jet skis, are chasing them, uh, hitting them with clubs, uh, just menacing them with weapons. This and, uh, cracked me up, man. I I fucking loved it. I love the this this end chase scene. It's hilarious, and also the logistics of it is super fucking weird. How uh, they're like circling and then they disappear, and the next thing you know, they come back and disappear. It's just fun. Yeah, and they um they they drag Bridget. They just grab her and drag her along uh, along the the jet ski path. Until <laughs> until Sawtooth hits a branch like a fucking asshole, and uh, uh, Kenya Kenya gets hit with an axe. I guess. Yeah, I don't know which yeah, brother it was. Uh, one of the brothers just just flies by her and hits her in the side with an axe. Um, but Sarah says, "I'm gonna go back to look for my weapon." Uh, I don't I don't remember what the weapon actually was. It was a pipe. A pipe or something. She's like, that was a good weapon. I need to yeah, go back to my weapon. That was a real good weapon. I dug a hole with that. Yeah, instead of running and getting to safety, she's like, I'm going to go back where we came from for my weapon, which I can't, have, I can't say this was a, uh, a well-thought-out plot point, but it is. Lauren would have done the same thing. So we get one eye grinding Bridget up to a bloody pulp with the treads of the snowmobile, which is awesome. But I have to say the CGI blood at this point looks like complete fucking dog shit. Uh, It's all right. It's probably, it's probably one of the worst effects in the entire film. It definitely is. It was like a sci-fi movie effect. And Sarah, Sarah finds her mutilated body and we really get to see the extent of her acting talent here. Uh, as she completely fake cries and just yeah, uh, uh, and then starts uh, I'll never be able again. to scissor you again. Why did they remove your lower half? That was my <laughs> favorite half. And uh, yeah, it goes on and on like that for a while. She's not a really good actress. I'm not nope. a really good actor, but I think I pulled that off a little bit better than she did. Oh, if I was the one getting fucking turned into uh, confetti and uh yeah and you were to find my corpse like that i feel like you do do a better job well it depends i mean uh, which half are they confettiing well my lower half i mean that's my favorite half so there you go that's the best half I, so i yeah. can kind of i can relate i can see uh, i can see how sarah feels about this i mean what am i what am i gonna do with your fucking waist up literally nothing there's other holes 
not the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we get a cut back to my favorite scene, which is Lauren frozen to death in the woods. <laughs> she has given up. The camera pans so that you can just slightly see the road and a gas station and a bunch of houses and the sanatorium just right behind her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a Starbucks. Yeah. There is a uh, there was a camping supply store. There was, <laughs> there was another group of people who had a raging fire. Um, <laughs> there was uh, just literally everything you need to survive in her vicinity, but she is frozen to death like Jack Nicholson at the end of The, the Shining. She was not a good skier. Point driven oh. home. Uh, fuck you, Lauren. You were not the last hope of our kind. Um, <laughs> Tara in Kenya, however, they pull a fast one on our main man, One Eye. Oh, yeah. They lure him into uh, what's kind of a, like a bullfight almost. Yeah, you know, false sense of security. Yeah, Kenya is uh, sort of limping across the field to get him to drive his jet ski uh, full force in her direction. And as soon as he gets close, Sarah, the fucking athletic dynamo that she is, leaps out of the snow with this pipe in her hand and just clubs him right off the fucking, uh, right off the back of his sled. You know what, Greg? She said it was a great weapon. Yeah. Yeah, turns out she was right. I'm the fool this whole time. Uh, yeah. So not only does she club him off of the jet ski, but she then, then just pounds him into a fine, mushy clay of a human being, uh, just a red putty. <laughs> uh, and they are both way too happy about it, I have to say. They, after, <laughs> after witnessing all of their friends dying, after killing several people, they just they have looks on their faces like, we can easily move on from this. We're ready yeah. to go. All right, you know what? Let's let's go start a new life on this jet ski. Let's go. Yeah, it's uh, you know, like I got I got Kenya's Kenya's uh, new. I got some new fucking pussy to lick. Let's go. Uh, let's go find some place tropical. Let's go out of the snow. Let's uh, let's just fucking jet ski right on down this road. But they were a little optimistic. They take yeah. one final wrong turn. Why was it a wrong turn? Because boy, did they lose their heads. <laughs> oh, they're both dead. They uh, stupidly just drove through a barbed wire fence like complete fucking jerk offs. And oh, a couple they... assholes. I love that. And she even goes, oh no. <laughs> and they just pop both of their fucking heads off yeah. it's not even like it's not even a tripwire it's not even like a trap set by the cannibal brothers it's just they rode this thing right into a fence yeah there was it was there died thousand and i get it they were hysterical they were like you know they're uh probably in shock maybe not thinking straight but uh well they weren't they would no, they were thinking just fine because of fucking uh you know they were they, they were thinking about scissoring instead yeah, of thinking about surviving. No angels and shit before they got on the, the jet skis. And that's the problem. Yeah. And now they're dead. The end. The end. Wrong turn for bloody beginnings. The end of the scissoring. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, what I'm do you think of this one? Five out of five. I was going to say. Love, easily, love 
easily one of the best wrong turn films i have to say yeah oh might, yeah hands down might be my favorite wrong turn it's my favorite wrong turn movie this, is, everybody a, loves- this is a no-brainer five out of five wrong turn Oh yeah. You got, you got yourself tits. You got lesbians. You have an amazing amount of gore. The brothers look fucking great in it. I do like the backstory. Um, Oh my God. That fondue scene. That fucking fondue scene alone, man. Where do you, where do you ever see that? The, uh, the facial prosthetics on these brothers have never been better. Never. Uh, it was all around. I fucking love this movie. It's fucking great. Uh, I highly recommend this to anyone that just likes to have fun and a good time. If you're a fan of the series, definitely fucking check it out. Uh, if you've seen it and you think, oh, geez, it's a stupid fucking sequel. Go back and watch it again because it's better than you how you remember it. Yeah, if you think this is bad, maybe check out Bloodlines to really lower the bar a little bit. Yeah, that movie sucks. That's that's a five out of five one. This one, this is a fucking five out of five. Yeah, I, I, Bloodlines for me is three out of five. Uh, this one, though, fucking five out of five. And especially coming off of... Uh, Incredible. Scary. The scary scale has never been more accurate. Never been more accurate. So you had the first one, which obviously is a fucking classic. The second one starring Henry Rollins, uh, which didn't have the brothers. It had like a weird fucking family in it. But it did uh, have Henry Rollins, so that's a uh, that's a credit to it. And the third one, which apparently takes place right after the first one uh, with the, the prisoners and the bus. That one's a lot of fun, but it's still not bloody beginnings. And then, of course, you have part six last resort that movie was just bad and if you uh, haven't seen the foundation yet uh continue to live your life in peace without ever uh ruining your psyche with that pile of bullshit yeah that, it was, sucked. that sucked that, that really was a sucked. foundation was like a really reluctant five out of five for me like it was it was might have been the worst <laughs> of the series um but i have to say i i wholeheartedly recommend part four uh declan o'brien knocked it out of the park I think uh, they were also responsible for three and five, right? Okay. So, um, you know, this is a body of work. Yeah. From, uh, from this director. So uh, similar level of quality for this segment of the series. And I, I have to say, I am looking forward to more iterations of this series. Me too, man. Me too. I hope it goes back to the brothers. I hope that this foundation movie was just a little blip uh, in the series. I hope we get back to the hillbillies because I would love a part eight. Uh, Yeah, I would love a a wrong turn part eight. Take us back to West Virginia. Take us back to the fucking hillbillies. Give us three fingers. Give us fucking sawtooth. Give us one eye. Always give me three fingers. That's a fucking. Oh, that's that's how. That's the only way, man. It's the only way I add thirty minutes to the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that said, Maneater Month has been a resounding success thus far. Uh, about a little bit of a uh, little bit of a hint. What's coming next, my man? All right. What do you think? Well, there's going to be cannibalism. Okay. Bones, bones crunching on teeth. Probably. Okay. Okay. Go on. And some more cannibalism. Okay. A little bit of a uh, little bit of rampant masturbation. Probably. All right. That's your clue. That's your clue for next week. Rampant masturbation 
Yeah, so so far this month has been fantastic between Ravenous. For all uh, you sleuths out there, I'm sure you can uh, figure out what we're talking about here. Cannibal and Masturbation. Yeah, yep. So there we go, man. With that said, let me leave you with these words of wisdom. Love each other. Yeah. Care care for one another. Why not? But most importantly, keep (laughs) it. Spooky! Damn, that's scary.